right, so welcome to the first KarmaCast. I'm your host. My name is Pankaj Sharma, president of SNS Properties Investment, creator of Sharma's Karma. Today, I have a very special guest with myself, with me, <laughs> Joe Stoltz. Hi, man. <laughs> Joe, you came up with the name Sharma's Karma. I did. I did. Ah. And when I first, when you first uh, told me about it, I'm like, yeah, I just pushed it to the side. And then later on, I couldn't find nothing else. To, <laughs> yeah. to, 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 to. I knew you settled to it sooner or later, but. Okay. So Joe, um, how, what, how'd you even come up with the name Sharma's Karma? First of all, I think it was getting to know you and your family. And, um, it was very, it was, did it take long to find out that, uh, you guys have a lot of good karma, you know, from all the good things that you guys do where, um, it was, I thought even more, it was clever because nowadays people associate karma with like bad karma all the time. That's true. You know, what goes around comes around, yada, That's you true. know? Um, so furthermore, just, you know, what, once people click on Sharma's karma, uh, after watching maybe the first two or depending on how much they pay attention to realize it's all about the good karma and a positive podcast, a positive following. So nice, nice. Well, it really applies because my father's always called himself a karma yogi and karma is about karam, action, you know, it's about doing it. And uh, what you put out there, you get back, you know, what goes around comes around. So yeah, you put out good, get back good. Um, so real estate, I wanted to ask you, like, how'd you get into real estate? Uh, well, uh, when I was in school, I, the entire time I was in school, I was so worried about the money I was spending in school. I was trying to figure out a way to recoup that. And, um, my when's this, what eight, like what, when you say school, uh, what, what well, out of high school going into college. Okay. Um, so this was around 2008, 2009. Um, my family had a small rental portfolio, 15 units in, um, the city we grew up in Reading. And, um, I saw after years of trial and error from my parents' behalf of the type of money you could start making if you were able to learn from your mistakes and do it right. So while I was in high school, I just, um, I had this admiration to get into real estate, just like how a lot of, you know, young real estate agents are, they see dollar signs. And, um, so I, I got my license and, um, so was the money that really pulled you initially? Initially it was, I'm not going to lie. It was, it was the perception that was put out there about, once you get this real estate license, you know, as, as long as you can, uh, be a likable human being, you're going to make money, which is not the case. There's, there's networking, there's education that's involved. There's a lot of a journey a person has to go through in order to become successful in an industry, right. long-term success. So, um, right out of, like right out of school, um, I struggled a little bit with my first few deals, finding deals, closing them. And then I ended up, my first two deals were, uh, one was a short sale and the second one was a double short sale. And some people were like, what's, you know, a double short sale. What is it even, what is that? And that was basically a seller that bought a house that was already underwater and they became underwater like very early into the mortgage and, um, they just needed help. So I barely made any money on the deal, but I learned a lot and that knowledge was more valuable than any commission check I could have got. Um, Fast forward a few years, um, I was still independent contractor. I got into property management. I worked with a few companies that I just 
I just saw how much better they could do, but they were more worried about the money and not the good karma. They didn't care about all the negative things they put out. They didn't care about all the money they were essentially stealing from people, you know? So um, I was like, you know what? If I can't do my own thing yet, I'll at least, you know, help people establish a property management division or company that is doing it for the right reasons. Is yeah. that when you found us or? Um, about two years after, after that, um, I, I launched two property management divisions with reputable real estate companies. And, um, and that's when I found, well, that's when you found me or I found you. We found each other. We found each other. Right. Yeah. So yeah. that's kind of, that was kind of my story until I met you guys. So were you into multifamily before? I know that's what you were doing now for the last right. eight, nine months, but were you? Um, so I was, before it was more like mixed use and I did have multi-units, but to me like multifamily was always like apartments and condos okay. and things like that, communities. Right. So, so, so you got with us, you started getting into the software, you know, helping me with that, sure. with, with that kind of stuff, the accounting aspect of things, which I really needed that help at the time. Mm -hmm. You know, I was, Prior to meeting you, honestly, I, need, I was scratching my head for a couple of months thinking, man, I need to get with the software stuff and I need to like, but I was just so busy in sure. the day-to-day -day stuff that I didn't have the time to dedicate myself, focus on it, you know? I didn't have the willingness to, to be honest with you. And I was like, I need somebody. Then all of a sudden you showed up and you showed up for another interview for something else. And I was like, dude, this is not you. Right. How was that? What was I saying to you that day? Yeah, oh, that, <laughs> what I, I I'll, I'll, uh, so when I came into the interview, I sat down, I remember you, you came in and uh, the lady that, that was retired at the time was like, the owner will be in. And I just remember having like sweaty, palmy hands and I'm like, all right, you know, and I'm, I was interviewing for a position that I knew I could tackle and be a beast at. Okay. And um, so I was, I was very excited to meet you, to tell you that, but then for you to come in and just instantly be like, man, you have, you have too much energy, like, and uh, you, you could be utilized in so many other places. And I was like, oh, you know, that was music to my ears because I always wanted people to see that. In I mean, me. that place, like that office didn't have a lot of, and, and like, there wasn't a whole lot going on there. I mean, you know, it, it was, uh, didn't have the action that what I knew that would sustain you for a long period of time. Right. Get, I knew that you'd get bored. And that intuition after just meeting me after a few minutes, um, well, it's not only impressive, but like, I was like, I like this guy, you know, I, I want to do something with him. And that's why I, I did not leave that office until I got some type of business relationship. Established really? So you, you you said that today. I didn't know that you said today, like you do are not going to leave until you got a job. Uh, I wasn't because I, because really? the because last, I, I wasn't going to, and it wasn't out of desperation for the job. Like what I told you at the interview was I was, my kids are now in school. My wife's home with my son. I'm now ready to get back into that eight hour routine. And I wanted to, I wanted to just get back into not just having a routine, but also putting out my knowledge and what I learned in the last, in the previous four years. And I wanted to not only help someone become successful, but I wanted to help myself too. Right. So, um, when you, you know, you said that I, that I had too much, you know, I, you see me doing a lot of other things. I was like, okay, well, what, what can I do for you? And then you said about software, what do you know about software? And this is where it gets super crazy because the previous three years, I did nothing but deal with the software that you were trying to implement to your portfolio. <laughs> right, right. That was crazy. And right there, once again, good karma, us meeting each other, you needing that help. I inadvertently had that 
had that experience, you know, it was And great. I didn't know how you were going to be at it. So we kind of played it by ear. We, we just kind of like dipped our toe a little bit at a time, you know, uh, kind of like, like gave you freedom sure, to kind of run your own hours and kind of just kind of play. It wasn't like official job even at the time, right? Right. No, it wasn't. We just kind of, and then, and then things just sped up from Absolutely. that point on. Like we learned at Folio, we got in there, we started doing the billing through it. And then after that, just. <laughs> yeah yeah like no hindsight it definitely did hindsight is like because by all means with that folio i was more in the, the software we use i was more in touch with the front end of things so we had like a month or two to get things rolling with with with, with the software with with the billing through app folio and then all of a sudden we had this big deal on the plate table, right. right yes and i think that that deal was already i had already signed that deal before you, you came into the picture you you were t telling me about the deal like the first month that i started with you all right because i know i signed the deal in february you came in around april i correct. think yeah right and i thought we were going to close in may at the end of may and it went to june right we didn't close till finally in july, july and right. that was a heck of a time just even getting to closing it that was. deal. the stuff that we would go through with all the emails and then you Really, the well, reason why I wanted to also start with you in the podcast, because we had uh, such a journey going on with with this whole Harrisburg deal. Right. Right. Eight hundred and twenty eight apartments. Five million dollar deal. It was originally five fifty one million, by the way. I got I got we got it knocked down in a million dollars and I wanted to shoot for forty nine. But my partner at the time was like one that just, you know, he was willing to take it, take it at that level. So. But before us, like before us even taking over the property and closing the deal, we started investigating the company. Mm -hmm. We really, this one, the guy was really looking to close fast. He wasn't even letting us get in a thorough due diligence. He wanted to sign the deal. We said yes to the deal finally, you know, and, um, but then we started finding out a lot of things. We already knew walking in from the little bit of due diligence that we did before signing the deal that. It was a lot going on with this guy, but then you came on, you were like my little investigator. Right. What were you finding out? Huh. Um, well, first and foremost, it was the not paying bills, <laughs> just simply not paying anything. Uh, vendors, utilities, doesn't, didn't matter. It was a what small. was the gas bill at the one place? Oh my goodness. Um, I, 40 yeah, grand. Yeah. The 40 one was 40 grand. grand. <laughs> we had a $75,000, uh, uh, in arrears, uh, I think just to sum it all up, it was over a quarter million dollars that and that he didn't pay. It, not just in utility bills, but across all the vendors. Yeah, that, and then all, the, all the vendors that all right, I called. So I'm gonna fast forward now. I'm gonna fast forward from like from doing the deal, going through, getting through, finally closing, and then finally closing the deal. We hit the ground running. We take over the deal, and five different properties. Right. Yep. Let's go back to those days because okay. now it seems like it seems like it was a long time ago, even though it was only what's only been four or five months. It seems like it was last year. Yeah. So we take over. What was the first crisis? I don't know. There was crisis after crisis. But what was the first major crisis? Do you remember? Uh, and, and my memory was transferring utility accounts and and getting not only that, but all the vendors that we were going to continue to use that the previous ownership used to let them and have them understand that where we bought the property, we did we not buy, buy the, the debt. debt. <laughs> and that, that was my, that was my motto for a good three months. And some vendors I had to tell that multiple times to in a very polite fashion because they didn't understand, you know, and, and I, and I get it, but, um, oh my goodness. Yeah. Between that and, um, 
troubleshooting the previous staff that the old owner had. That was a whole nother nightmare. Right. And, um, but the main thing remember for me was like the shutoffs dealing was like, we were putting out fire after fire. Oh and yeah. Like the, right. Okay. Sure. This building, they're going to shut off the gas on the high rise building. They're going right. to shut off the water here. They're going to shut off the, the electric, you know, we lost the phone service in right. the high rise building, you yeah. know, yeah. 273 units. There's no phone. And without the phone there, you, there's no, there's no anything, you know I mean? Cause the monitoring service, the fire alarm service, everything goes to a phone line. Right. And it's yeah, exactly. It's not just communications. It is, it is alarms, securities, everything that the, that those properties need to operate are based off those phone lines. And the manager got me the Comcast guy and said, we figured that if we just signed with Comcast, maybe we get everything on. And that even made it worse. That did make it worse. Right. Comcast made everything worse. <laughs> yes. Yes, they did. <laughs> Sorry, Comcast, but you did. <laughs> so it was like j jumping from the pan into the fire. Right. You know, and it then was. it's like getting out of the fire, going back into the pan, having to pay the people that were like, no, we're, we're not turning your phones back on until you pay us this bill. Right. It's not our bill. We we bought the property. Right. It's not our bill. Those were the days. Those but were the they, they, they were the only one of the few people that could hang it over us. Luckily, that, that a lot true. of the other ones, we didn't have to buy all the debt on the property, but they were one of the few people that they had... We didn't even know this, but they had, and, and, you know, originally part of the deal was that this guy was going to clear his debts, but that never happened. No. You know, the only glass that he really cleared were the debt title debts, which was water, trash, and that's it, I think. And even that had a delay on it because yeah. we're still dealing with the water. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. They even reversed the water charge and um, it's been, been an incredible ride. So now... Uh, but how was it at that time when it was, when it was, it felt like, it felt like, it felt like it was nerve wracking. It was crazy, but it also felt exciting at the same time. Right. So it, it, I would say at that time, the, we, we knew just from experience in life that there is a light at the end of the tunnel, but we could barely see that light, you know, but yeah. I knew the, every, every day that we're going forward, you can o almost anticipate who was going to call that day and how long you're going to be on the phone with them, how many times you're going to have to reiterate yourself. But I knew at, at the point of once, once we had bill, bills coming to us in SNS properties, once we had utilities coming to us labeled SNS properties and had in care of my name, I was like, I, I know we're on the right track. Yeah. It you took know? a while. It, it took a to while. Get things to flow over. R right. But, um, we, we stayed but strong. the drama was so deep and the drama was so constant that it was like, yo, we got to like put on it. I'm thinking in my head, like, this is too freaking, uh, you can't make this stuff up kind of stuff that is just like, you, we got to document this, you know, sure. we got to like, this, this is a reality TV show. Like, sure. you know, well, it took a lot of courage, uh, honestly, and confidence to even, like you said in the beginning to even think about undergoing the process. Right. And then we actually go ahead. I actually go ahead get some media stuff going on, got these guys working with us. And then all of a sudden things just what? Things yeah. just chill out all of a sudden. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, basic. Which, which we're thankful for. Absolutely. You know, but like, like, uh, you know, it's not as, you know, I'm sure, you know, excitement is, is going to be there, but it's just not, it's, and I like it that way. Honestly, I like it when things are kind of, you know, systems are running in place and there's not constant fires to put out, you know, always in this business, I've been in this business for 20 years and there's always something going to happen. There's mm -hmm. always some, some kind of, 
you know, this building, the boiler's down, the heat's out, whatever. There's always going to be some kind of crisis to deal with. Sure. Um, and we get through them. But they, we just, they were just back to back to back, you know, nonstop. Absolutely. And um, a lot of it was like, you know, the shutoff notices, the companies, and then them coming in and shutting off the hot water, the gas, they shut off all the hot water for a whole, you know, complex practically. And, and they, they weren't even supposed to shut them off. You no, know they weren't because I mean? they're going <laughs> off the previous owner's bill. Yeah. So really we, we added a hundred, uh, over 120 utility accounts to our name. Uh, our vendor list went from in the time that, in the time that I started, not necessarily Harrisburg, but in the time I started, our vendor list went from 27 to over 130. We have the, the growth is just unprecedented and, and where things are settling down now. I, I know there's a part in your head you're itching for, for the next deal. You know what I mean? Maybe, maybe, maybe that's just me. But like, I know, um, I know we can, you know, continue to take care of Harrisburg because now things are almost smooth sailing. You know, I don't, I don't want to jinx anything, but I, uh, I'm, I'm just excited to, as much as uh, of how crazy and how chaotic it was, I'm excited for it to happen. Not necessarily half that happened again, <laughs> but I'm excited for that excitement again. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, you can get like a, you, it becomes like a, you can be, it's like an addictive cycle and you can, I was kind of feeling like uh, once it was starting to fade down, I was kind of like, almost like, where's it at? Where's the action at? You know right, what I mean? And, right. And um, I got to do my next deal now all of a sudden, you know, I got to jump again. But now when I'm looking at the market and I'm seeing things the way they are and, you know, I came across this one guy's video and he just says, rack them and stack them. It's time to rack and stack. And it made so much sense to me that that's what the best thing for us to do is to fortify that the market is at the high height right now, mm -hmm. you know, and we just don't pay those kind of prices anyway. When we buy things, you know, um, we got to buy it right. That's right. one thing with real estate as an investor, you got to buy it right. You know, and if they're not selling it right, you can't buy it. Right. True. <laughs> you know, people and what's happening in this, you know, there's so much equity money and all this money coming into the market because, they need some place to put their money mm -hmm. and it's driving the prices up, you know, construction's going on all over the place and things are booming, you know, but yeah. what happened in 2007, <coughs> Excuse me. once the thing dropped out, all of a sudden construction ceased, you know, and then, you know, so it's like there's cycles and a lot of people now who have never seen a cycle. That's why my father said on that one video, he's like, you know, people are going to pay. The ones that are paying the high prices later on, they're going to find, they're going to see, right. you know? I was a very smart man. Yeah. Yeah. He's been doing it for 40 years. So like, I, I'm, I'm grateful that I've had that, you know, that, um, to have that experience with us, sure. you know, because he's, he's seen the Michael come up, come down. And, uh, right now we can just chill and fortify right. and get ready so that when the next big deal comes, we're able to jump. We're able to jump. Right. But when I'm not itching for it anymore, I've kind of chilled down. I've kind of relaxed. And I got enough work on my hands, gotcha. you know, to, to, to uh, solidify, stabilize the properties in Harrisburg. And um, then the time is right. You always say, one thing you always say that I hear you say a lot, that things happen for a reason. That's right. You're a big believer in that. I am. Absolutely. Where, where'd that come from? Uh, that, that just came from, honestly, just the way my life has hand out. Um, I, I always look for the silver lining to things, <clears throat> excuse me. And, um, I, I, I always say, you know, especially when, since, ever since I have my children, I say that to them all the time too, you know, even though some days seem stressful, some days seem terrible, you know, you, you always have that mentality that the next day is going to be that much better. 
you know, so even the worst things that seem, you know, horrendous that may happen to people, they happen for a reason. You know, mm-hmm. I, um, there's so many, so much to that, um, commonly used saying that, uh, is super meaningful to me and not just for life experiences, but just overall, like wh- how I witness other people's lives and this, the things I see. Right now, another thing with you is like, you're like very disciplined. You you, you do the OMAD diet, right? I, I do. Yes. One meal a day. Right. I got two hour yeah, eating window. What yeah. time, what time, what time do you eat easily now these days? Uh, now it's closer to like nine. I, I, nine o'clock at night. Yeah. I eat uh, from like nine to like 1030 and then I work out and then I go to sleep. You work out after you eat? I do. So if, How, if you don't like, like, I uh, know because I, my, I don't my, know if we should get into this. Sounds yeah, crazy. <laughs> yeah. My, my body's just at a point at that point where I, if I go right into working out, I don't have anything to, for fuel. Mm-hmm. So, um, eating this, I get that real huge burst of energy. And I so feel it's not like, like a lion. A lion goes a long time without eating, but once they eat, they like lay down. Like <laughs> they don't get up. Right. They don't get up. Yeah. I, but you have the energy afterwards to work. I, I work do. Out. I, I do. And um, I, I think it's just at nighttime. And now, granted, it's not a long workout session, but it's uh, it's you know. Do you I, work out every night? I do. Yes. Uh, I do body weight workouts. And I, and how long after you eat? Um. I okay. So after I eat, I chug a bottle of water, and then I'll work out. So I go right into it, but I start with dumbbells. I kind of let my body digest with that. And then I go into now you know that, and push-ups. Now you know that, and this is the thing that when you chug a bottle of water after you eat, you've just weakened the enzymes that, that break up your food. That I did not your know body that. Saliva, the enzymes in your saliva are breaking up your food that you just ate. Okay. And by you chugging a big thing of water, that's what I've always, you know, heard that that's weakening those enzymes so that then it makes it harder for them to do their job okay because you're like diluting their and their well, maybe, strength maybe i'll swap that then <laughs> swap that order and so yeah so that's why some people they don't they don't drink when they eat you know yeah or they drink like a half hour 15 minutes before they eat okay you know and then they'll wait at least a half hour or something you know depending okay. on the, the afterwards in order if you chug it immediately it's like all the enzymes that are going to break down your food are now Gotcha. Weekend. Well, the more you know, then. So. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. But I'm glad to hear that. You know, and that's that's another thing. You're really uh, an inspiration to me with uh, with your, your your strict discipline. And, uh, you know, I'm making a commitment to. I've been watching these videos, and I've been seeing like, wow, dude, your double chin sticking out. Um, if you saw a picture of me two years ago and a picture of me now, there's like a you, there's like two different people. Right. You know. So. Um, well, everyone so has now, their own journey, man. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm, you know, I've been trying, I've been doing my best, but I've been trying, but like, I've just been, you know, running back and forth with Harrisburg, which is like an hour and a half drive. Sure. Um, I just, I just want to come home and veg a lot of times, eat and just like, you know, I'm, I'm constantly working though now these days also doing a lot of like just stuff on the computer and stuff like that. So, right. but you know, it's right. It's definitely time for me to make a, a change in that area. And I'm committed to doing that. And it's time with like the end of this year too. So I didn't time it that way, but you know, it is a new year, a new cycle coming upon us. Right. What would you like to see for yourself in this new year? It's a great question. Uh, there's a lot of things I'd like to see. Um, one, I think I need to, I really want to work on not overthinking so much. Great. You know? <laughs> great. <laughs> I always bust on you about that. Yeah. I also kind of, um, simplifying my way of explaining things. You know, I, I feel like sometimes I go 
go into too much depth and might confuse people. Yeah, as opposed to be like, look, I just want the baby. Don't give me all the labor. Right. <laughs> Tell me the bottom line. Joe. Right. So um, just uh, allow my, allow my um, perception and the way I explain things do the work as opposed to do, allowing all my words. Now, were you aware of that before you came working with us? About the whole overthinking and explanation no. or something that we've kind of, you've become grossly aware of as a result of being around us. It's another reason why, like, I love working with you directly because you call it as you see it. You know what I mean? And, but you do it in a respectful manner where it's not like. Sometimes you, I don't. Well, <laughs> not with you, maybe, but with other people, sometimes I, they, they, anyway, go ahead. I'm sure. Sorry. No, no sorry. problem. But, um, <laughs> but you know, th those are definitely the things that, um, two things off the top of my head that I would definitely like to work on. So, um, you got any questions for me? I was, <laughs> whenever um, I interview somebody, I always like, well, you got any questions for me? <laughs> yeah. Um, my <laughs> questions for you normally happen five minutes after I walk away from you. So, well, I guess we'll leave it at that. Maybe in five minutes, I'll probably have right. a few questions for you. Well, I just want to, you know, honest to God, I wrote on your, your card, you changed my life. Cause you did, you know, you coming into my life at the right time you know, for the right reasons, um, you know, you, we're like, uh, I mean now more and more, we're not, you know, we don't spend as much time cause I'm always going to Harrisburg. You're here, but those beginning days, you know, that Stabbed time we're always running to Harrisburg, putting out fires, you know, getting this, you know, I'm able to vent with you to you with all the different st struggles that I deal with, with Absolutely. the people and all that kind of stuff. And, and, you know, we've had a, we've had quite a, bit of a journey just in the eight, nine months we've, you've been here with us. And, right. uh, um, we've, uh, then we went to California, yep. you know, we did that trip, went to the Appfolio conference in California and, um, you're like my homie. My man, right, right, right back <laughs> at you, man. Right back like at you, homie. man. Yeah. You yeah. know, so it's good to have you. Uh, um, I, right back at you, man. We'll continue to grow this thing and see where it goes. Absolutely. Let's do it. You tell me where you need me <laughs> and I'll do it, man. That's what I love about you. Thanks. Absolutely. Thank you, man.